Hi. Welcome to Drinking the Kool-Aid. Welcome. I'm Megan. I'm Hannah. And today's story sucks. It does. I don't know anything about it yet, but except for one video that she showed me and I just like... Yeah, I just made Hannah watch some surveillance footage uh, from this so that, you know, she has a clear photo in her mind. Thank you. And she's very pleased about that. Oh, so, so very pleased. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So there is lots of names okay. in here that are a little difficult for me to pronounce, but I will, of course, as always, give it my best. Oh, yay. Are there <laughs> any fancy ones? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I just love when you add the fanciness to it there's no genevieve's in here darn it i know (laughs) bummer uh lissandro guzman feliz went by the name junior he was a 15 year old that was a member of the nypd's youth explorer program for teens oh that's adorable i know He was the baby of the family. He was fun, and he told his family that he was going to be a cop because he just wanted to chase people, Uh, which uh, I just love that. I'm honestly (laughs) about that, yeah. Yeah. Now, I know what you are going to say right now. You're going to be like, that's my birthday (gasps) on June 20th. No! This happened on... No! I almost actually did this one on your birthday, but Megan, I thought that you would have been so freak. mean. I know that would have been so mean. Yeah, so I waited. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> on June twentieth, twenty eighteen, a group of men from a gang can be seen dragging Junior out of a bodega or grocery store, and they use knives and a machete to stab the teenager. A machete? A machete. Holy shit. Okay. They literally hacked this poor boy. This is awful. The video footage is just gut-wrenching. Like, legitimately. I mean, the look of terror on the poor boy's face as he's being drugged to his death is beyond anything that my mind can, like, actually come to terms with. I told Megan that, like, I I literally started to get a stomachache just just from watching it. Yeah, I showed it to her once. Now, for the research of this, I've watched it from several different angles, and I feel like his his face is seared in my brain. Yeah, yeah. It only took one time for it to be in mine, too. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Uh, so if anybody decides to go looking for that footage, just know that it sucks. It's uh, tough to digest. Yes, it really, really is. So Junior was clinging to the door frame as he was being drugged out of the building, but he didn't stand a chance against a group of men. And they literally, like, had him by his hoodie. Yes. And it's like like how you would almost... um. Let's see, like, a kid that's throwing a tantrum where you, like, grab him by the hoodie and you're, like, kind of dragging him across the floor. Yeah. It was, like, that, but, like, obviously way harsher. But, like, they literally just, like, he was a rag doll. And these were big men that like, were way bigger manhandling than yeah. this child. Yeah. After the attack, Junior ran back inside the bodega, soaked in blood, dripping all over. 
and was told to run to the hospital. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, 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 back it up. So after they stabbed him, uh-huh. he went back into that same place? Correct. And we're going to break it down more. Okay. Because, trust me, people are very upset with the employees and the owner of the store, but there's more to the story than people realize. Okay. He attempted to run to a nearby St. Barnabas Hospital, but when he got there, he collapsed near the entrance and bled to death before <gasps> anyone could help him. No. That's how close he was. Um, and like I said, the footage is just graphic, and when it was first aired, it sent shockwaves through the nation, and suddenly, hashtag justice for Junior was everywhere. Everyone wanted to know why this kid was so viciously attacked, and there were three immediate theories. So the first theory was Junior was a gang member or was trying to become one, and his mom says that's not true, and his friends also said that's untrue. Yeah, the kid that was in a junior cop program jumping in and on a gang. Right. Well, I will say the specific area that he lived in is very gang filled. So Yeah, but again, junior <laughs> well, like thing for a cop like I see what you're saying, but I mean they have to at least explore it. I know. I mean obviously see. they can still I mean obviously a gang member could still do something like that, but I just don't feel like that's a very typical thing for gang members to do. As far as being like part of the cop stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought you meant like dragging him out and I was like, uh, uh no, no, no. <laughs> Do we have to talk about this? No. Okay, I getcha. Yep. The second theory was this was a setup, and he was lured to his death that night. And the third is a case of mistaken identity. On the night of June 20th at 10 p.m., Junior left his apartment to meet up with a friend. This person texted Junior and said they needed $5 because they were hungry. Me too. <laughs> so, um, just bring me to Taco Bell. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Five bucks. That's all I need. Yeah. They have a five buck box, don't they? They, t they totally do. Yes. <laughs> or you just get five tacos. That's all you need. It's perfect. <laughs> so, Junior went to give this person the money. At 11 p.m., Junior's mom called him and said, it's time to come home. And he was like, okay, cool, I'll do that. Street cameras picked up Junior's movements after he left the friend's place. And he actually made it all the way home. But for some reason, he walked past the apartment building. No. That drove me crazy when I found out he was right there. Oh, and I'm right sure it there. does with his family, too. I mean, he literally could have just turned and he could still be here, but... Right. Now, the $5 kid says that Junior got a text from somebody telling him to go to Adam's place. This is a nighttime gathering place for kids, and it's five blocks from Junior's apartment. The $5 kid went into hiding after Junior's murder. Everybody believed this person set Junior up. They did cooperate with police, and the person was ruled out as a suspect very early on. Okay, because I wasn't, like, getting that vibe from it at all. Mm, yeah. And, like, I can understand why the hell he would go into hiding, to be honest. Absolutely, and that's yeah. why, like, especially I wasn't even going to look for the name. I'm yeah. going by the $5 kid. 
And on the documentary, MTV's True Life Crime, the $5 kid said Junior was friends with members of the Sunset Trinitarios gang, which are rivals of the Los Sores gang that murdered him. Okay. The $5 kid later recanted and said that that information is false. What? Well, they said, okay, actually, I don't know for sure. Okay. That Junior was friends with these gang members. It was just something I think that they were like, hey, this could be a possibility. Okay, and, so he probably, like, said it and then, yeah. what, you know, in the moment and then later on was like, ah, shit, I didn't realize they were gonna <laughs> cling to that. Exactly. Got it. Now, Adam's place happens to have many gang members that do hang around. Junior knew a lot of people there, and it's possible that he was friends with some gang members. Right before he got to Adam's place, he saw four vehicles that were following him, and he was, like, instantly worried. The Lasorius Trinitarios were combing the streets looking for enemies that night. They were driving around just looking for rival gang members to go after. Well, that's great. Yeah. Unfortunately, the gang spotted Junior and words were exchanged. And you can see that on different street cameras. And then Junior took off running and the gang members began chasing him. This is kind of like, well, it's not, it's kind of ties into this, but I'm just like, this is exactly why I tell people to not pick fights when people piss them off or like, you know, road rage when they're yelling out the window at people and shit. Like, this is exactly why I tell people not to do that crap, because you just don't know whose car you're yelling into or who you're talking to. You never know how far they're going to take it or if they're just going to whip out a gun and that's the end. Yep, exactly. Over something so silly. Yep, that's exactly why I always tell people this to not not do that crap. Just drop it. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Not that that was this case, obviously. I was just throwing that out there because it popped in my head. Anyway, sorry. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Like I said earlier, the owner of the bodega has been harassed ever since the murder because when you watch the video of what happened, he didn't really help Junior and he released him to the attackers out of confusion. Junior comes running in the store without shoes and immediately tries to hop over the counter. Which would definitely be scary. If I was working and someone's, like, hopping over the counter, I'm going to do exactly what that owner did and put my hands up and try to stop them. Like, no, what are you doing? What's going on? Because you just don't know what's happening. Yeah. Junior didn't say anything to the owner of the bodega, and suddenly, seconds later, a group of guys come barreling through the door behind him. So it's chaotic. If you're at a store and, you know, like, all these guys that are pretty muscly and look scary come rushing in like i'd be terrified right i don't know how i would react and when it's like though of course you're gonna want to jump in and help there's also way more people than there are for you two Mm -hmm. and there's a chance that it's gonna end even worse than you know right exactly it it's scary. I don't know. So it's awful because like I, I yeah I don't know either. Like I I would love to believe that like I would immediately jump in yeah and try to do something. But it's like when there's that many people right. I mean, and I know I'm sure people are all to like oh I don't give a crap how many people there are, but 
Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Like, that's that fight or flight. Like, you just don't know what the hell you're going to do until you're actually in that situation. And in the heat of the moment, I mean, some people do freeze up. Yeah. You never 100%. know how you're going to react. Yep. And like I said, he had no idea what's happening. There's just all these guys rushing in the store. And most people didn't realize that the bodega owner attempted to call 911 twice. And you can see him dialing in the video. He pulls out his phone and he steps to the side and he, you know, holds it up to his ear. He was calling 911, but people criticized him for not helping. He tried. Junior showed up at 1137 and the owner made the first call to the police at 1139. So that's two minutes after his arrival. At 11.46, he called the police again and asked, like, why hasn't help arrived? What's going on? I read a few articles that said Junior's family had asked people to boycott the bodega, and this got him, like, many death threats. Oh, I bet. And when I first saw the video footage, I was pissed, too. I had the same exact thoughts. I was like, why didn't you help until, you know, you, like, break it down in your mind a little bit? No one helped Junior, and the employees all stood around and handed him over to the attackers. You don't hear any audio on the footage that was released, and I think that has caused a major problem with this. Right. It wasn't until later that we actually found out what the gang members told the owner to get him to release Junior to them. Junior had made it behind the counter, and the owner opened the door and let the men take him out. The owner is still getting treatment due to what happened that night. The footage was showed to his mother, and she had a heart attack and died. (gasps) So I just want to throw this out there. Like, I I don't care what the thoughts are on it. We need to leave this man alone. Stop! Because that tore me apart. Not only is he attending regular treatment because he's so messed up over what happened that night, but then his mom has showed the footage and she dies. That's insane. And whoever thought that was a good idea, like, what did she have to do with this? Right. But that's just, that's insane. Yes. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Right. Wow. Um, Yeah, and I can't, also, I'm sure, dude, like, is eaten away by the guilt. He is. Yeah. And he talks about that on the show. He feels so guilty and upset over everything that took place. And I was, you know, I was pissed, too, when I first saw it, but then, like, of course, my mind did the same thing, where it, like, went into breaking it down. Yeah. And you just don't know what you're gonna do. Right. You can sit here all day long and be like, I would absolutely jump in. Because I I would say the same thing. I absolutely would. hmm But you just don't know until you're actually in that situation. Exactly. Yeah. Junior was murdered by members of the Dominican-American gang Trinitarios in the Belmont neighborhood of the Bronx. The Trinitarios also known as Trinitarians, are the largest Dominican-American prison and street gang. The group was originally assembled as a way to protect Dominican inmates from other Latino gangs. But the gangs evolved into something quite different 
and are now famous for their violent crimes, which include robberies, kidnappings, assaults, rapes, and murders. Great. The Trinitarios split off into rival factions battling over territory. The Lasores versus Sunset. And the Bronx neighborhood Junior lived in was their battleground. I hate, I I did not like that. No. No. I know. Hmm. But that's exactly why some people initially thought, like, maybe Junior was part of a gang because he was right there in the heart of it. Yeah. But he wasn't. That has been confirmed. Okay, good. Yeah. On the night of the murder, the leader of the Lasores, Diego, gave the orders. He said the group needed to locate members of the Sunset and do what they needed to do, which meant kill them any way they want. Diego made up a code word in his gang, and this seriously is like the shittiest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's so dumb. Basically, you pull up on someone and you say popo or 1090, which is shit that he just made up on his own. Um, I mean, obviously those words exist, but I'm just saying like this isn't something that gangs do. So random. So if you're not part of his gang, you don't know the correct response. But, like, if you're not part of a gang, you don't know the response, you know? What the hell? Yeah. So, apparently, this is what the gang yelled at Junior, and he didn't know the response because he's not part of the gang. That's how they decided, oh, "Oh, he's part of the sunset. We got to get him. Oh, my God. How stupid. Over words? Yes. That's it. At the bodega, when the group of men ran in behind Junior, Michael Sosa Reyes told the owner that Junior harmed his grandmother. So as all of these guys come busting in and all the chaos is happening, this guy tells the owner, Junior just harmed my grandmother. Oh my God. That's why they handed him over. Because that sounds awful. Like, kid, what did you do? It does. Like, you deserve a whooping if that's what you did. And if, like, that many people are chasing you down and saying that you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, don't come at me. He didn't deserve a whipping. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about that after. Uh, You guys know what I meant. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Obviously, this was a lie, but he wanted the owner to stop protecting Junior. Right. When Sosa looked at Junior's face, all of a sudden, he realized he knew him, and he knew right then and there, Junior was not a Trinitario. What? He knew it. So in the video, Sosa, well, okay, first Sosa could have stopped everything right there, but he chose not to tell the group that this was mistaken identity. He didn't tell them. What? So in the video, you see all of a sudden where he just stops. Like, he's the ringleader. Oh, he harmed my grandmother. And then he stops. And he turns around and he walks outside immediately. And he attempted to get the gang out, but it didn't work. They were already pulling Junior out of the store. Sosa walked away while the other gang members brutally murdered Junior. What? Walked away and left him. He realized. Yep. He knew. He knew. <sighs> okay. Five people stabbed Junior. It took 20 seconds. The rest of the guys there never touched him. It's just so insane how fast stuff like that happens. I know. You don't even have time to comprehend. Exactly. 
And on the True Life Crime episode, they explained that they were going to use something called acting in concert. Uh, If two or more people are acting with a common scheme or plan, you're all equally liable for the crime. Yeah. A total of 15 people were all out that night acting as one unit, not 15 individuals. Holy shit. Isn't that interesting? So, like, hmm. I don't know. I'm real torn on it because I like I want to be like, oh, that's actually pretty cool that they're getting everybody and taking them all down. But also like there's people people that are more heavily involved. Oh, absolutely. And they're going to get different sentences. Okay. Yeah. They're not all the same. So they all get charged. But everyone's getting something. That's part of it. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought that was super interesting. That is actually really cool. Yeah. The medical examiner, Dr. Sofia Rodriguez, testified that the knife used to deliver the lethal blow went clear through Junior's neck. Oh, my God. And he still ran to the hospital. Yeah, exactly. She said, quote, the knife made it from the right side to the left side, hit the muscle, hit the jugular vein, went behind the throat, and hit the tissue on the backside of the mouth. It hit the jugular and he was still going? Yeah, dude. Wow. I know. What a fighter. This kid was a fighter to the end. Dr. Rodriguez confirmed that Junior could have possibly lived if pressure was applied to the wound before he was brought to the hospital. Junior had multiple wounds on his face, back, chest, legs, and hands. This poor baby. The wounds on his back and legs were consistent with being dragged, and he had defensive wounds on his hands from the knife. I will say, in some of the videos that I watched, unfortunately, and this is awful, like worse for the family, I think, when Junior was being dragged out of the bodega at that exact time, there were two nurses holding hands, walking on the sidewalk, and they didn't stop and do anything. What? If they had perhaps waited, like, I'm not saying get involved because, like, you can get harmed too. If they had waited somewhere in that vicinity, they could have probably saved him. Not they were blaming them, obviously. No, no, no. Yeah. No blame. That's just... Because I get people not wanting to be involved. It just sucks. That is heartbreaking. It wasn't shown on the show that I watched, but I caught it on some footage where they showed, um, you know, and it had been caught on different cameras. It sucks. It just, it makes it worse. Everything makes this one worse. It does. A witness, Tamika Jones, said that she saw the attack and screamed from the open window of her fifth floor apartment. So she was looking down as it happened. Junior looked up at her moments after the attack, and she told him, run to the hospital. She says, quote, by the time we got downstairs, he was already in front of the hospital, collapsed. One of my friends took off her shirt and put it against his neck to try to stop the bleeding. He had blood all over his body. He was trying to stay alive, holding his wound himself. His last words were, water. He asked for water. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's, like, how quick he actually made it to the hospital. And I think it was, they said it was only a block away. So it's a block up the street. Um, not far, but obviously when you're profusely bleeding. Right. 
it is very far. Okay, so this one, I'm not sure if I'll say the name correct. It's Janaki Martinez Estrella, age 25, Manuel Rivera, 19, Elvin Garcia, 25, Jose uh, Menuz, 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 it's got to be Menuz, uh, 23, and Antonio Rodriguez Hernandez, 25, were convicted of first degree murder, second degree murder, gang assault, and conspiracy. It took the jury eight hours over the course of two days to deliver the verdict. The men didn't show any emotion as the verdicts were read. Why the hell would they? Right. And uh, Jose Menuz, Menuz, <laughs> I can't say this one. That's okay. You suck ass anyway. Don't come at me. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that. Don't come oh, at me. Oh, <laughs> man. All right. Uh, he was the guy who used the machete on Junior, so he can just, like, fuck right oh, off. fuck him. I don't care if I say his yeah. name right. Uh, yeah, he... you don't deserve pronunciation. Thank you very much. Exactly. Uh, he shouted, I'll say this wrong, too. Uh, <laughs> so he shouted, quote, Popote haste la muerte. And this means... Trinitarios until death. No! So, okay, dude. Uh. Yeah, you're disgusting. Martinez was the one who delivered the fatal blow, so he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Uh, Muniz, Santiago, and Garcia will be eligible for parole after 25 years. Are you and- shitting me? Nope. And Rivera will be eligible after 23 years. They drug a mother's baby boy out of a freaking gas station and And murdered him. Apparently, they could get back out. Yeah. At sentencing, Junior's mother, Leandra, said, quote, That night, there were two deaths. Junior and I, who was left dead inside. If it were up to me, I would sentence these murderers to 300 years in prison. Fuck yes. And I agree. Uh, Junior's father, Lissandro Guzman, explained in court that the weekends have now become just a battle to stay busy because those are the days he used to spend with his son. And he told the convicted men, quote, you will never have the ability to understand the pain you have caused. Martinez apologized to Junior's family in Spanish and said, quote, it was not my intention to cause the death of this kid. But that day, I was under the influence of alcohol and drugs, and I did not know what I was doing. hmm Okay. So, okay, shitbag, you didn't take responsibility or even use Junior's name. Right. That kid? Yeah. Like, okay, real sincere, buddy. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, it's okay, though. He didn't mean to. Oh, yeah. It was the drugs and alcohol. Right. Judge Neary said, quote, certain words come to mind when I think about your involvement. Senseless is one of those words. Savage is another word. But the one that often comes to my mind is cowardly. Yes. You and your fellow gang members chased down and slaughtered a 15-year-old defenseless boy in the most gruesome manner. And we in this courtroom had the misfortune of witnessing it on tape. I just got chills. Oh, so... Good job, Judge Neary. That sounds Hell, amazing. Yes, it does. 
Three years after Junior was murdered, the NYPD gave him an honorary posthumous promotion to NYPD Explorer Deputy Chief <gasps> on the corner <gasps> where the gang members no! killed him. You're gonna make me cry! Yeah. You're like legit gonna make me cry, dude. Ah! No! <laughs> you did not just do that to me! I had to give you something with the feels that were better than uh. what this has been. Oh, my God. Okay, girl. (laughs) NYPD (sighs) Chief of Community Affairs Jeffrey Madry says he has full confidence that Junior would have continued with the program to help the community. Oh, my God. And I'm going to kill you on this last part. I just know it. Junior's sister still walks the path where Junior was murdered. And... She pours water on the sidewalk for him because (gasps) that's the last thing he asked for. No! No! I have all the goosebumps right now. I gave myself the goosebumps. (laughs) Do you have words? No. Okay. No, I do not. (laughs) Tears that are trying to come through here. She pours water for him. Okay, thanks for repeating it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Okay, that story fucking sucked. I know. (laughs) Your writing was great. But the story fucking sucked. Okay, seriously, I felt like this story was so messy only because it was super messy in my head. Oh, it wasn't. Okay, good. Because I was I was trying to read it before this, but I was getting worked up. So I was like, I'm just going to see what happens. No, I've, I <laughs> unfortunately followed every second of that. <sighs> so okay. that whole thing is awful. I feel awful for the store owner because yeah. I'm sure the guilt just eats them away. Yeah. I'm sure even down to the nurses. I will say if we want to maybe put a little blame on someone who was a fucking dick. Okay. For real. There was this old guy that was a customer in the store when Junior came running back in and he's like bleeding everywhere. There was a customer in there? There was a customer. And this guy, you can see, he looks like visibly annoyed as he's standing there with like his chips. And like, ugh, why is this guy bleeding all over? Stop. Okay. And you might think, okay, maybe he's, you know, just, like, wanting to go on about his day. He doesn't know what's happening, so we'll give him a little leeway for a second. No, no, no. The store owner is back on the phone calling 911, and that's when him and the employees are like, run to the hospital, run to the hospital. And this customer has the audacity to go up to the counter and put his stuff down that he wants to purchase as the guy is trying to deal with 911 and it, it i think the owner just ended up like giving him the stuff like get Dude, out of yeah, here like get, the get fuck out, out of, of my, my fucking place. face yeah, yeah so yeah i was like okay if we want to be pissed at someone yeah he can have a little smidge of it because you're being a dick i'll take it like someone's bleeding and got hit with a machete, and you're like, I just want my chips. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on. That's the way you said it. Get over yourself. <sighs> All right. I think your chips can wait. Let's be mad at him then. So. Okay. There you go. All right. <laughs>
Ooh, I'm glad to be done with this one. Me too. I feel like my face is on fire. I need something to lighten the mood. Let's go watch Full House. Oh my god. <laughs> that uh, always brings me back down. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just want to say too, uh, before we send everyone off <laughs> with this episode, um, the reason I actually started watching it was because it was uh, MTV's True Life Crime, and they were like, oh, Neve from Catfish is the host, and so that's what <laughs> led me to watch it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I actually um, haven't gotten a chance to watch that yet, but I definitely want to. It's a really good series. They cover yeah. great stories. I've heard. I would say some of the things don't go super far in depth, because the episodes aren't very long. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Uh, but the interviews but, and stuff are interesting. Yeah, and, I'd still like to watch it. I mean, Neve is just kind of like at the very beginning for a few seconds. He like sets up the story, so he's like, I love Neve dabbling his little baby pinky toe into the true crime world. Cool, cool. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So make sure to follow us on any of your podcast apps. Tell us the stories you want to hear. If you have listener stories, email them over to. Drinking the Kool Aid at yahoo.com. <laughs> what happened? There? I was like, what's our email? <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, super cool thing. You can leave us a voicemail leave on our website. <laughs> uh, so you go to drinkingthekoolaid.com and there's a little uh, microphone. You click on it, you leave us a voicemail, it shoots over to me. And if you're really mean, I'm just going to delete it. We'll delete you. <laughs> uh, but if you're like super funny or helpful or have nice, kind words to say, then we might put it on the podcast. Be funny or nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, other fun fact for you. Fun fact. <laughs> I was on Jim Harold's Campfire Stories podcast. Oh my gosh. It was super fun. I am on episode number 508 because apparently he's been doing this for 400 years. Number 508. <laughs> and I'm the last storyteller on there. So there you go. Um. <laughs> last storyteller. <laughs> Give us a five-star review if you love us. Tell your friends. Tell your cats. Um, bye. bye. Meow.